The laptop was his own. The desk was his own. The microphone was his own. Hey, guys, we're back. We promised we would be. Mm -hmm. But the thing that made Denny happiest of all was the podcast that lay before him and the fact that it could be changed. I will cast my pod in the past, present, and future. Oh, Jacob and Robert movies. (laughs) Oh, podcast time be praised for this day i say it on my knees jacob and robert movies on my knees oh we're back folks and that is a hearty cheers cheers man you know we're back when you're getting an esoteric muppets reference that's how you know the it's movies back on the movies were dead to begin with uh <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just in time for summer, we're here to reference a Christmas movie we already covered on the podcast, so that's how you know we're (laughs) really back. This is just kind of our shtick. It never makes a lot of sense. If you're still listening, I don't know what to tell you. You get what you get with Denny and Greg. A lot of Muppet talk. A lot of Muppet talk on the pod. And these Muppets are here to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we missed you guys. We missed doing this. We're back, though. We're finally back. What a hiatus! Did you have Did you have a good hiatus, Greg? I had a good hiatus. It, yeah, it was really good. I'm, you know, it has it. It had its highs and lows. We spent. I think we talked about it last time. I don't remember what we talked about. What movie did we even cover? Who cares? Um, um Last of Us. That was our last episode. Oh yeah! Special thanks again, Tyler Simpson, for joining mm-hmm. us for the Last of Us discussion. Everyone's already forgot about that show. Bella Ramsey's forty now. Like this is. <laughs> She's she's now old enough to play Ellie in season two. That's how long it's been since we had a podcast. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back. Like I think I mentioned last time, we were going to be on a hiatus because I moved, and then it was going to be a one week thing, and then it was going to be a two week thing, and then you were sick or busy, like went to a wedding, and then I was also still busy. Moving's a pain in the ass, guys. So. We just took the whole month of April off, basically. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to do it again in a couple months. So I, I don't know what that's going to mean for the podcast. It might be a, a two hiatus uh, uh, year for us. Hey, summer's a busy time, uh, which is weird because that's when I finally have the most time is in summer. So <sighs> thankfully, We're... we don't get paid for this and we can do it as much or as little as we feel like. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's real easy to just take a break if you need to. <laughs> This is for charity. This is just for us anyways, yeah. Um, I do this so I can talk to you about movies for a couple hours a week. Hey, I like that. We could could stop recording if we just kept this appointment, and I would be fine with it. (laughs) 
Yeah, just kept doing the same thing and just didn't record. It's just like, <laughs> do we? Yeah, do we need the audience for this? No, we love the audience. Thank you for listening to us. But um, this is really just my self care that you're eavesdropping on. <laughs> so. And I am Denny's therapist. Uh, yes, I am now. Uh, yeah, look at look in my eyes. I'm the therapist now. There's another I solid, f- uh, timely reference for you. I had to fire so many therapists because they never talked about the Muppets or 9/11 or anything cool. They just said, "Denny, you can't keep viewing everything through this meta lens to comfort you." And I would say the Marleys were dead to begin with, bitch. And they didn't get me like you get me. They didn't get me like you get me. Right. I kept asking for a therapeutic journey through my past, present, and future so I would experience change, like in a Muppet Christmas Carol. And no <laughs> one was willing to be my spirit guide. But no, like, you have to tell me about your life problems. You can't just complain about burnt the whole time. <laughs> okay, you're right. Greg, I want to mm. talk about my problems. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. I don't think I've been watching enough Muppets, and it's really... Okay. Really taking a toll on me. Um, that is a problem. I'm going to prescribe what you. What should I do? I'm going to prescribe you one YouTube binge of Muppet bloopers. Ooh. That's going to do the trick, Doc. You are good. You are what can good. I say? And this is why I am a real doctor. I'm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh oh. Yikes. Uh, before my fake license gets revoked, um, I, I will say we were wanting to do movies for when you're on a Korean cinema kick. That is still coming, but that is going to have to wait another week, folks. Um, listen, we can't just hop back in and dive deep into my two pages of notes on the film Burning when we have a month built up of stuff that Denny and I have been watching. It would be a four-hour episode with like two very dichotomous tones so we're going to spend this week talking about all the things we watched while we were away which for one of us was a lot of things and for the other of us was much less things but i really want to hear about what denny watched because it i it was a lot wasn't it it, it'll seem like a lot running it all back on a podcast but it's also like a month and a half of my life in media. So I, I still think, I don't know, man. Ever since I got on meds, mm-hmm. <laughs> I watch a lot less TV. <laughs> this this would not have been a heavy month in any other year. But uh, I'm kind of kind of calming down. I have a switch now too. You know, like uh, that takes right. up a lot of a lot of time that would have spent been spent on movies exclusively. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyways, um, yeah, I guess we can get into it. This is our <laughs> special episode, Movies for When You Took a Hiatus. This is just going to be an extended what we've been watching segment. I have no idea how long this episode is going to be, but uh, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, yeah, buddy! Well, let's just go back and forth. Like, uh, you do one, I'll do one. Yeah. And since it, I think you had the most things in terms of quantity, Denny, why don't you go ahead and go first? What have you been watching For lately? sure. Um, and we should we should keep it spoiler-free, right? And, and, oh, yeah. Because we're just doing such a smorgasbord of stuff. We'll, 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 we'll not be spoilery. We'll just be talking about the stuff in general. 
Um, I will start with the TV shows I've watched before I get into movies because there's not a lot of TV shows. And I'm going to start with a heavy hitter that I doubt you've had time to watch yet. I watched Beef. And holy shit, did I love it. Um, have you watched Beef yet, Greg? It's a Netflix show. Steven Yoon, Ali Wong. It's it's fantastic. I haven't watched it because somebody over at Netflix, whoever um, edited the trailer, was like took a took a college course in making something look like it will stress me the fuck out. And I don't know. I hear it's not as stressful as it comes off in the trailer, but I still haven't gotten into it. I, I, I want my wife to watch it a little bit and tell me if it's going to be like something I won't like. I love, I love, love, love Stephen Yun. Ali Wong is in some great stuff that I like. It, it seems like it could be good, and I haven't heard any like real negatives about it, but we'll see. Jury's still out Man. on <laughs> if I'm going to ever be in the right mood to watch uh, Beef. If I could compare it to another show, I would go with White Lotus, mm-hmm. which I know, which I know you liked. Um, you know, and something you said about White Lotus is like I don't know what kind of show this is, but I like it, and I would I would apply that to Beef too. Like uh, I was trying to explain it to a friend that I was showing it to because I liked it enough to start watching it again, and I was like, I guess. It's a dark comedy, but more dark than comedy. But also, when it's funny, it's really funny. Um, but right, yeah, I, I do. I, but I would compare the stress levels to White Lotus as well, where there's like um, vapid rich people doing terrible, horrible things. But it's not like a thriller by any means, you know. Like it's it's okay. it's nothing like that. Um, it's somewhere between White Lotus and It's Always Sunny, I would say. <laughs> so. Okay. I do like both of those shows a great deal, so I'm a little more sold. I'm, I would definitely say it's the best show I've seen since Severance. Um, that was the last time I enjoyed uh, yeah. a new little TV season this much. Um, you really, you really like so that if you're, one. I love Severance. I want to rewatch Severance because I'm sure there's a ton of stuff I missed. Um but yeah, man, beef is beef is an absolutely fantastic show. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think about what to say without spoiling it. Um, there's a lot of escalation in that show. That's where the always sunny bit comes in of just like terrible ideas that get gasoline dumped on the fire that they are burning, and they become huge, massive, terrible ideas. Um, man the show just takes you on the full spectrum of emotion um it's gripping like i could not stop watching it like it was just something where it took me about three days to watch the season um or three evenings so to speak you could easily get it done in a day if you like started on a saturday morning but um took me three evenings to watch it and every night i was coming home being like dude put beef on like when, when i can't believe i went to work all day and didn't watch beef like come on let's watch it what are we doing right now <laughs> um so it, it, it's it's the most i would put a show over in a really long time i'm a big fan of beef nice hell yeah i'm glad to hear that um do they set up i again without spoiling anything it, like is it going to be like a season two or is it going to be like white lotus where they could do it again but it would be like a different um cast of characters or have they set up kind of a second season 
there are some loose threads. Um, it doesn't end in a way that's unsatisfying that you're like, oh, this only counts if I see the next episode. Like, it is a very complete meal. Um, I actually think they did a good job of, like, wrapping up the story in a very complete way while also just leaving some stones unturned. You know, like, there's just elements at play that we haven't seen. Uh, we don't know how they've uh, uh, fleshed out. You know, we don't know the consequences of everything that's happened. Um, we are left with plenty of questions, but it's also, like, you could end the show and just not have those questions answered and call it stylistic. You know, like, it yeah. would still totally work if we never got answers to any of those things. And if they were just like, yeah, you weren't supposed to focus on those answers, you were just supposed to focus on this thing I'm not going to spoil, uh, <laughs> then and it would totally work for me. So you like that kind of storytelling, or a story that plays out like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when it's done well, if, if you... If you show me a mediocre movie and don't wrap up everything, I'm going to think you're a sloppy screenwriter. Um, you you are clearly revving up to something based on your mm. facial expressions, so I'm just going to let you get to it. <laughs> my my only comment is, holy shit, I can't wait for next week. Um, ah, burning. Yeah, uh, Stephen cool. Yun is... Holy shit. I, I want to see Beef mostly because of him, but yeah, we'll talk He's about Burning. He's great. Folks, he is great in it. Burning is on Peacock. Watch it now before you have to watch it before the 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 uh, next episode. But holy shit, I would like to watch Beef, but I'll still let my wife go into it and see if it's <laughs> too stressful for <laughs> my weak, sensitive uh, viewing uh, anxieties. Whatever. Anyways, I think it's my turn to do one. Yes. Speaking of Netflix shows, Denny. This is a while ago, but there was a, another season of Drive to Survive. It is the Formula One show. You know Formula One, the, the racing league where they race all the cars real fast all over yeah, the world? That, that thing I totally didn't know you were into until like two weeks ago, and it really surprised me when you said you were yeah. into it. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of people are into it, mostly because of this show. Um, they, they started. Is that why? Because... That's why I know it took people off, yeah. watching Formula One races now. Okay, I was wondering. It's I've, other people that I didn't know were into Formula One have told me they're watching the races. There was a Netflix show that that made it popular. Yes, very much so. It's very behind the scenes. Very, um, uh, it, the show as a whole is very behind the scenes. Very, you know, um, peeling back all the covers and just like everyone's very unfiltered about how they really feel about certain situations which is not something you ever get like in the sports world it is basically 20 little european men being petty and driving cars really fast like what a what a fun <laughs> little league and then the shows where they air all their grievances and say bad words about each other it's fucking fantastic um that's how it started out i think this season was um the best way to describe it is very edited. Mm -hmm. The the Formula One season this past year was it was good. There was a lot of good races and everything, but it, like there wasn't a lot of drama. There was just like there's like clearly this guy's gonna win the season, and then everyone else is just kind of like yeah, we're cool with like third or fourth. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really like a lot of uh, contention. 
So they try to like manufacture a little bit of drama in the show. And sometimes you're like, okay, I don't think he was really that mad about this kind of thing. It's just stuff like that. But you're, you're going to get that in any reality type show. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to, you, you have to know that that's just like part of the medium that you're watching is that they're going to edit some stuff around to make it seem more dramatic. Oh yeah. And it's like last season. So there's a current season now the last racing season is the one the most recent netflix shows about but like the racing season before that the entire season came like who's gonna win the world championship came down to the last lap of the last race and the whole season so there's like some organic natural drama there and it That's was cool. really fun in the show that's what made it cool and then like last racing season it was like none of that so <laughs> they, they had to they had to look elsewhere for their drama but yeah like you're saying you, you, you can't force it if it's not organic you just kind of try to throw in some edits and make things seem bigger than they actually are and it didn't always work 100 percent of the time but all the cars went vroom vroom real fast and i fucking love that so i do love a good vroom oh me too who doesn't wow. who doesn't like a good vroom in and the occasional neum if i may. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's not to love yeah I the, agree the, with you, man. the only Car problem with formula the only problem with formula one is uh all the races are on sundays and they start at a certain time like local time so if it's in australia it starts at midnight for us in the central time zone of america and this past sunday the race was in azerbaijan and the race started at 6 a.m for us on sunday it's like well i guess i'm not gonna watch this race <laughs> oh well <laughs> but next week it's in miami so it'll be a reasonable time formula one's cool folks i hope you like if you don't like sports at least watch these little little guys drive fast it's fun <laughs> If you don't like sports, why don't you try something that's technically a sport? <laughs> it's on ESPN, so it, it is a sport. But it's not like any of the other ones. You, <laughs> there's a chance you'll enjoy it if you don't like sports. There you go. Uh, it's definitely one that nobody you went to high school does. So <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> yeah, my... Uh, dude, the jocks on the Formula One team in high school were such douchebags. <laughs> oh man oh yeah the the rival um <laughs> supercar racing team at the local um, high school mckinney versus and who they, was who was your rival in high school who was the rival high mckinney school mckinney north mckinney north versus uh mckinney south i'll say i guess i don't know your high schools it's just mckinney high mckinney high. oh not yeah. that it matters just <laughs> do the bit shouts, <laughs> shouts to the og i'm just saying like the mckinney north uh they're racing on ferrari engines and mckinney sticks to classic honda engines or whatever some lame bullshit yeah. and all the north drivers are walking around in their letterman jumpsuits and helmets like you know they're so <laughs> fucking cool sitting in class with their letterman helmets on <laughs> full fire suits and <laughs> helmets hell yeah carrying their steering wheel to class with them plumping it on their desk loudly as if to say <laughs> i'm on the formula one team 
the ironic thing is, Greg, I got stuck behind one of those guys, and he drives like a grandma. That's the funny part. Ah, <laughs> Waza wazoo. All right, Denny, what else, what else have you been watching? I'm out of I'm um, out of I'm out the... of gas on this one. <laughs> um. I was trying to think of another racing pun to do, and then I realized I don't know enough about racing to make a joke, so I'll just move on to uh, what I've been laps. watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like that. I watched... The only other TV show I have before we get into movies, um, I watched High Science on HBO Max. You ever heard of it? No. No, I, I haven't. So the premise of the show is that two lab assistants uh, find a sentient bong um, who gives them his herb, which is an acronym for like human education resource. Uh, so, you know, like it's like some acronym. He gives them his herb um, and then he teaches them real science uh, uh, that is very interesting and engaging um while they do stoner shenanigans uh but the science is all real um it's basically like bill nye for stoner adults uh and i'm not going to comment on why i enjoyed it uh but <laughs> I, I think I, I think i know why it's because in one of the episodes it's the funniest shit you've ever seen one of the characters turns into a freaking pickle <laughs> that dan Harmon has is done that, it again is that right is that is that the show <laughs> that's why the executive producer was justin roiland i he moved to something else after he got fired <laughs> sweet and sour sauce right folks oh shit wrong i almost corrected you and then i realized i would be taking the bait yep <laughs> boy what do you have all right um, but uh, high science is like five episodes long and really fun i i strongly suggest it it's it's a good like going to bed cooling down stupid show that actually has like cool science about the moon and there's an episode about the pyramids just cool shit like that right, the anthropology the, episode was a little weak the the pyramids and the aliens that built them so it's addressed i i, I, I like <laughs> nice i i do like uh being tricked into being educated for with fun so it's, it's the only way i learn shit i'm like a dog you got to put peanut butter on the pill if you want me to take it i'm not just learning to learn you have to entertain me exactly <laughs> stick the education in a piece of cheese and watch me wag my tail <laughs> as i eat it you try to you hide a physics textbook in a glob of peanut butter i might learn something <laughs> i gotta read a fucking book what am i a nerd fuck books <laughs> this podcast right. has a firm anti-book stance <laughs> fuck books boy does it oh man <laughs> if they don't have pictures i don't want them <laughs> <laughs> and even then god help you if they're not pop-up yeah <laughs> <laughs> But we already discussed Paddington, too. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I do have one other show. It, it's funny. We both had two TV shows to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. We have been watching season four of Succession. It is going on now. It is happening now. Excuse me. Holy shit. What a ride. This show is wild. It's so good. I don't know how to talk about it with Denny because he's never watched Succession, but you know we talked. Make me 
be reminded of all the rich white people causing drama that I was uh, born into a family of. Yeah, imagine that. Because that's why I don't like, watch it. Because I assume it's going to be like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just stay away. <laughs> like, imagine that. Okay. <laughs> imagine that, but with a million, literally a million times more money. So. Yeah, adios. you know, I lived it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I need to see it because I lived it and uh, I went to a lot of therapy about it. So <laughs> I'm going to skip. There's we love it. There's two characters. You remember uh, Ponytail Derek from um, fuck, Perks. Perks, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. 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 That same actor is in there. He plays a character named Greg, which Greg, hey. high, highly underrepresented name in, in mass media. Thanks for the shout-out, Ponytail Derek. That that was a Movies for Wind reference. It had to be. Oh, hell yeah. But no, that, it was. Uh, but that same actor is in that show playing Greg, and oh my god, he's so fucking funny. It's incredible. And it, it's awesome. It's amazing because he's... The actor is six foot seven, and they don't, like, try to hide it. He's just... Cool. Like, part of his character is just how, like, bumbly and awkward he is, both physically and in conversation, and, like, his gigantic frame really helps sell it. It's so fun. Was was he not fully grown in Perks, or did they just do trick photography? He's... Some Lord of the Rings forced perspective action <laughs> to make him look like a regular guy? Oh, uh, yeah. All the conversation shots and Perks of being Wallflower. That was actually Elijah Wood. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And anytime you see him from the back, that's actually Elijah Wood. All right, then. Keep your secrets. <laughs> You're late. Charlie. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of Frodo in this, like, indie drama. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's all Elijah Wood does anymore. And I love Be him. Be Frodo? I love him. Oh. Oh, right. Sure. No, uh, I totally got off the point. Succession, Succession good. Please watch. It has the guy Succession that does... Succession good. Succession good. It has the, you know, the writing instructor from Adaptation in it who does the McDonald's commercials now. He's awesome. Um, that's uh, two, two vague references. All right, anyway, Succession season four, for. it's good. It's the final it's esoteric season. esoteric up in this bitch. <laughs> it's the final season of the show and, you know, very good hbo dramas we got we went from white lotus to the last of us to season four of succession i'm a big fan of what hbo is doing lately and then cool. barry started but we haven't watched oh the, shit we haven't been watching the newest season just yet we haven't had time to uh to watch it i'm so. uh i thought you would talk about it i forgot that i'd been watching it because i've been forgetting to watch the new ones Uh-oh. um yikes i watched the the first two that dropped um loved them first of all um second of all i looked at vanessa several times during those two episodes and was like so it's gonna be that kind of season huh oh <laughs> i don't even want a hint i don't want a hint i i assume that's a fun thing like it was a good experience and you're like wow what a cool and good show right it's heavy greg it's heavy all right cool I, I can't wait you know i like heavy i'm a light yeah. guy i like heavy things uh what else have yeah. you been watching what else have you been watching lately brother um 
well, let me get into the movies. Um, yes, please. This will be more like a classic movies for when. I'm not sure how deep in depth I want to go on these. First of all, because there's a lot. Uh, second of all, uh, some of them definitely deserve their own episode. I, I, I watched mm. I watched a couple heavy hitters in here. Um, I'll start with one one of Vanessa's favorite movies, uh, Dirty Dancing, with Patrick Swayze and Ferris Bueller's sister. What's her name again? No, you got it. Ferris Bueller's sister? Yeah, that's her legal name. <laughs> it's bothering me. That... Jennifer Grey. There we go. Yeah, Jennifer okay. <laughs> it's driving me nuts that I couldn't think of it. Um, <laughs> Dirty Dancing is a 1987 film, and it is a great watch if you want to watch a 1987 film. It is very 80s, even though it's set in the 50s, I think. Uh, at the very least, the 60s. Um, still has a very 80s vibe all throughout. Maybe it's just because of how fucking sexy Patrick Swayze is the whole time. Um, if you want some sexy Swayze, you can skip right past Ghost and go to Dirty Dancing. Like, nice. that's that's where the money's at. I It's like, I want sexy Swayze, but I do also want the community references. Roadhouse. Right? You're thinking Roadhouse. No, they do the Ghost with, uh, Tony, oh, that's with right. Tony Hale episode. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. My dog. My dog. Get out. 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 <laughs> uh, we, we love sexy Swayze here, though, folks. We do. We do. I, lo- I, I unironically love Patrick Swayze a lot. I think he was the shit. <laughs> he was a badass. He's really good hey. at Dirty Dancing, man. Um, doesn't doesn't have to be ironic at all. There was, he's, he's, just so he's a man of an era. He's sweaty. We, <laughs> dude <laughs> that's how you know how hot he is brother because he's I mean, sweaty <laughs> he's so hot he's always sweaty we, we saw donnie darko we get it we covered that on the show too <laughs> he was hot in that movie too so hot his house burned down Ooh, boy <laughs> yowza wowza all right um yeah is that is that all for you on dirty dancing you liked it though I think good so. vibes Great, great 80s movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. That Or I've seen it at least once. So um, not really like a mind-blowing experience watching it. But it's a really fun movie night with the wife type of movie. You know, like I Hell yeah. I think a lot of women love Dirty Dancing because it's awesome and Patrick Swayze sexy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Vanessa loves it. She and her I'm roommates not gonna... used to watch it like every day. Nice. Um, yeah, it was like a little concerning how much they watched Dirty Dancing. To be honest, it was almost <laughs> as much as I watched Mortal Kombat, which is definitely concerning. That's no, that's fine. No concern there. It's all good. No problems. Um, no yeah. issues. That's pretty much all my thoughts on Dirty Dancing. What you got? Well, speaking of things from the '80s, I watched a documentary about something from predominantly the '80s. Won't you be my neighbor? Oh my god, are you serious? I watched it. It is the, for those not aware, it is the documentary about Mr. Rogers. I know it's confusing because the Tom Hanks movie came out where he played Mr. Rogers. Those came out like three months apart or some shit. I don't know. It was really that weird. That one's called we got, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Similar yeah. similar titles. Yeah, just like Both different great movies, too. Different lyrics from the same song. Yeah, but... I was way more interested in this one. And damn, won't you be my neighbor? 
that is a good one. I we don't talk about documentaries a lot on here because we don't really feel like watching a lot of them. And this is one that I it's definitely so felt was close to reading worth a book watching. That it just I don't like it. It's so it's, you're almost <laughs> reading when you're watching a documentary. You meet my demand for pictures, but you know I still feel like I'm reading. But here I felt yeah. like I'm living, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Dude, it that was great. Is... Yeah, it's one of the few movies that i would say has truly impacted me i i get that and, and like knowing you and everything i'm like yeah no shit like this <laughs> this was heavy on denny's heart and like at the forefront of his mind for weeks at a time after watching it but damn oh like, yeah it's all i thought about like miss mr rogers is a personal hero of mine and like I'm not joking, Greg. When we saw this in the theaters, so many people were crying that Vanessa was passing out Kleenexes to strangers. Yeah. That's beautiful. Everyone was just weeping. Like, and early in the movie, I cried like the whole thing. Um, and I like showed it to one of my professors, and they were like, I'm playing this in play therapy class. Because everything, every idea that is purported in that movie is like a research-based evidence-based idea about child development and how to be a good safe adult for helping kids grow up i don't know if mr rogers knew that but god damn did he figure it out you know like i Mm -hmm. love won't you be my neighbor man oh i want to hear more of your thoughts on it yeah for sure my thoughts i want to hear your thoughts it's like well i didn't cry because i'm not a little bitch um that's that's a joke that you know of course like if i i don't remember like i probably did cry once or twice more towards the end just like if i did and i was on the verge of it 90 percent of the time but man at the end i i loved watching it the whole way through but something at the end i just felt like this profound sense of like emptiness and loneliness mm-hmm. just like the world no longer has the tolerance for the acceptability of like someone that is purely kind like genuine kindness genuine kindness feels like it no longer has a place in the world like it's the relic of a a bygone era and that just made me really sad it's just like and like i love his legacy and everything i love everything he stood for and it's just like he passed away and it was like it wasn't the movie's fault. I, it's It was more my own thinking of just like, well, that'll never happen again. That's never going to yeah. be something that's accepted again. That's yep. <laughs> if, if a man or a woman, like whatever. Yeah, exactly. If a, if a person is like going for like genuine outreach and love and care to like nurture children to success and happiness and like self-love and all that like they would be labeled with so many things like these days it's just Mm -hmm. i get disgusted thinking like if he started his work 20 years later how would he be talked about now and the things that i think he would be called now disgust me and make me upset and very sad it's just like we as an only for like an well maybe not only but like for an american society like 
why are you not teaching these kids how to be good workers or good at their jobs? Why would you ever tell them that they have value when they haven't started working yet? In a country yeah. <laughs> where we are actively like pulling back child labor laws so kids can, you know, start working at an earlier age. The kids do not yearn for the mines, people. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Solid meme, but not true. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's It's just upsetting. And then... But watching it before the end, like the entire time leading up to like being being left in the dark without him, I had a great time because I think he would have been on TV when my dad or when my parents were like, I think he would have been on TV after they were young kids, but maybe like, I don't know. I can't remember when he like his his program started, but I think maybe my younger aunts and uncles probably grew up with him that kind of thing i i grew up with him he was did you grow up on mr rogers neighborhood a little bit we watched it some um, oh dude they were making episodes for I, I grew up watching mr rogers neighborhood all the time i loved that trolley man that trolley fucks my shit up as a kid yeah i remember they they're like here was his response to 9 11 i was like oh man this guy is all about us uh yeah. <laughs> this is denny's hero um, but yeah, <laughs> I yeah. ranted. I I ranted about the de deep, profound sadness. But I don't want. I don't want to make it seem like that movie was going for that or like was all about that. I think it was an incredible documentary. I just personally pulled something out of it that made me very sad personally. Yeah, no, I I think it's appropriate. Like, well, and it's just like he was a one a one of a kind man. And now he's gone. I agree with you that it's like there'll just never be anything like that ever again, and it's sad. Yeah, and we need like ten of them now. Yeah. So. One forty-three, brother. One forty-three. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. If we anyone came even of them. anyone came even close, they would be labeled. Oh my god. All right, I'm not even gonna continue. All right, Danny, what else did you? <laughs> I've got a gear change, Greg. Uh, Shift gears. I did just get, like Formula One. I did get... <laughs> hey Because cars have Formula gears. Cars mm. have gears. Come full circle. Oh, Greg. Full circle. Just like a wheel of a car that races. I'm Strap done. in, because I've got another joke. Strap in. It's a seatbelt, just like a car. I'm glad um, we're back. I had sex recently and i um i finished like in a race <laughs> i don't think that's okay, no anything more to do with the humor. movie I, I've, I've i've hit joke bedrock <laughs> brother honestly i just needed to change the tone because i got emotional just thinking about fred rogers and that movie mm -hmm. um i needed to change the the tone for what i'm about to drop um i, I watch i'm gonna do it a twofer <laughs> okay i was just gonna say that guy would have been a lousy formula one driver <laughs> anyway <laughs> i i don't doubt this unless unless they let him drive a trolley <laughs> just on a track he on a shorter just absolutely dicked on people <laughs> well <laughs> all while like, piano is playing looks like i'm going faster than all of my friends got a good mr rogers i don't know why i'm surprised you keep having amazing impressions but 
please tell me what you watched. <laughs> I'm gonna do a, a, a double hit right here. Yes, um, give me two for I one. I watched um, I watched Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> um. For those uh, for those uninitiated, these are the late '90s Batman films. Um, yes, those. We've got uh, in Batman Forever. We've got Val Kilmer as Batman, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and Tommy Lee fucking Jones as uh, as the Two Face guy. Two Face, yeah. Um, the Two Face guy, I believe, is what the comic book nerds. Yeah, call him. right. Um, That's his. <laughs> Nicole Kidman is the love interest, and then in Batman and Robin, I thought those. Oh, we, Nicole Kidman's in that one. I believe so. Okay. Are you thinking Continue. Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy? Yes, I am. Because that's Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Wrong green villain. That's yeah. Jim Carrey. Nicole Kidman is just like a psychologist. <laughs> she's she's not a superhero or villain. She's just a psychologist that likes to bang Bruce Wayne and Maybe. Batman. She has a whole. Well, they won't they with I have a thing for Batman. Don't know what else to um, say. Vigilante. Yeah, and... <laughs> I'm a bit of a scientist. That... God, your Nicole Kidman is good. It's <laughs> an Australian so accent. Fucking... It's not a Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I know it's not. I was doing a bit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. She sounds nothing like that. <laughs> hey there, I'm Nicole Kidman. <laughs> 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 I was in Paddington one, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and then Batman and Robin is Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze, George Clooney as Batman, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, and uh, Bane's in the mix too. Um, oh, I forgot Bane was in that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched these movies for the vibe. I, yeah. I, I was wanting something very high concept, uh, very. Uh, immersive very atmospheric um and that's what i love about both of these movies is you're just in another world um and that that does a lot for me um so so batman forever is a horrifically bad movie um <laughs> It makes very little sense. It's legitimately hard to follow. I gave it a 9 out of 50 on Critiker. A 9 um, out of 50. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Keep in mind, anything coherent gets a 10. Just <laughs> as a rule. If you were coherent, I won't give you less than a 10. So, this mm. is a 9. Um, Enough said. Tommy Lee Jones really lowered himself for this performance. <laughs> I I hope he got a fat check because every time he was on screen I was just like he's better than this. Like he is so much better than this and he's absolutely mailing it in. Um Jim Carrey seemed to try, but again, he just did like 90s Jim Carrey stuff but in a Riddler costume. It's not really character work. Um yeah. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones coming hot off of JFK really yeah. not really doing it for batman and robin uh val kilmer sucks as batman um 
He is, he's, he's, I don't know who fucking made that call. I don't think anyone in the world has ever thought Val Kilmer was a good casting for Batman. Um, that just doesn't even make sense on paper in any way. I don't know how that fucking happened. <laughs> Let's take a, a B-tier comedy guy and make him Batman for no reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Val Kilmer's not even like an A-lister and he got to be fucking Batman. Like, come on. Um, Batman and Robin is a little better. It's still a very bad movie, but that one I feel like you can enjoy as an extremely campy masterpiece. Mm -hmm. There's like a glow in the dark laser tag hockey fight on ice skates. Yeah, um, that's the vibes. Arnold when Schwarzenegger says a pun in every line, like every single one of them. He says a pun. <laughs> It's... When you when you mentioned vibes, I was specifically thinking of the <laughs> laser tag hockey fight, and it made yeah. me th it made me think of the Mister Freeze ride at Six Flags Over Texas with the animatronic oh. Mister Freeze yep. at the uh, yep. air That's quotes here at the controls, the roller coaster where you go backwards to start. That's a fun one. Love that one. You have no idea how scared I was of Mister Freeze controlling that thing when I got on it. Like, we're just gonna let him do this but he's after a bad, all he's done but he's a bad guy see after all he's done <laughs> after um, everything <laughs> i wish six flags wasn't so depressing because i would really like to ride mr freeze in the batman coaster again uh i went a few years ago with my wife and her like younger cousins and boy, I I don't know, man. I think maybe it's riding intense roller coasters in our thirties that just kind of like it doesn't quite hit the same. I'm having fun, <laughs> but like, yeah, I kind of don't want to do that now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> my my neck doesn't. I think I want to be twelve riding those rides again. <laughs> This, yeah, you just talk about all this shit. Um, it's like, I think what I actually yeah, want is to I be twelve again. Batman and Batman and Robin, you can have a lot of fun with, even though it's a very bad movie. It's a very fun bad movie. Um, Batman Forever is a toy commercial. Like, there's just no purpose to anything they're doing other than to sell toys. Like that, that's just all they were doing. They. They wanted a family-friendly one after Tim Burton made all those dark-ass Batmans, so they finally got to do it. Um, I don't know. You got any thoughts on these? I feel like these are fun to discuss. No, I didn't really... I want to do Batman and Robin as a full episode one day. Interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't really watch um, those movies too much growing up. Maybe like once or twice. I, I think I honestly rode the roller coasters more than I watched the movies. So, <laughs> um, no no, okay. no strong feelings. No strong feelings. Okay, I was really into them as a kid. Especially Batman Forever. The one I just shat on the most. Like, I remember Six Flags had this tower show where the Riddler and Two-Face were climbing up on the Big Red Tower or something like that. I don't know. I was like six or seven. I vaguely remember it. It was cool <laughs> as shit, though. I'm, I'm um, sure they were really flying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, when I look back on that show, I'm like, I'm pretty sure nothing was up there and they just played audio and shined lights on stuff because 
I don't remember ever actually seeing anything, and I thought I just couldn't see very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six. I'm short. <laughs> oh, Denny, look, he's on the tower. <laughs> he's not on the fucking tower. Ugh. What you got, dude? What else you watch? Uh, the other thing I watched. Uh, you were in the '90s with your action there. I transitioned into the early 2000s with a little movie called Mission Impossible Two. Ooh, I have never seen a Mission Impossible movie, so I I, I only to... I watched the first one. I think I, I I mentioned it because I watched it on the plane. F- during the last time I was gone and you like covered the podcast for me. Like I watched the first Mission Impossible mm-hmm. on the plane. Like this is a decent spy thriller, good set pieces, whatever. Mission Impossible 2 kind of fucking sucks. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is such a fucking time capsule, man. It's uh it is a Y2K time capsule. From uh, John Woo, the guy that directed Face Off. So that should tell you what kind of action movie vibes we're getting here. Um, but yeah, this one has a love story that Ooh. to to call it half-baked would imply that it ever made it into the oven. So I'm not <laughs> going to say it was half-baked. But there was a part, and I tweeted it. I tweeted about it on our Twitter account, which I know you don't read. There's oh, a part yeah. <laughs> There's a part around maybe 40 minutes into Mission Impossible 2 where Tom Cruise and the love interest are <laughs> that's her name. Uh they're talking and they're like in Spain and there's like a crowd in the background. They're like in a hotel like out on a balcony. And the crowd noise, the stock crowd noise that they use in Mission Impossible 2 is the same the exact same audio files that they used for Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> the very same i guarantee it there's like one little like verbal clip that i was like holy shit this is roller coaster tycoon and I like rewound it rewound the movie i was like this is the uh, the like the crowd audio like track that they use in the background of roller coaster tycoon a thousand percent i guarantee it i looked it up a few people on Reddit got at least six upvotes saying the same thing. I know I'm right. So. <laughs> I believe you for what it's worth. I believe you. It is a bad movie, but <clears throat> sometimes I just want to see Tom Cruise with long hair ride a damn bright red motorcycle really fast. And it that fucking delivered. Nice. It delivered. So I got what I wanted. Um, yeah. It was wild. It was over the top. It was very silly. Um, can't wait to watch Mission Impossible Three again. Like I was like you, I had never seen these until just recently. So I'm very, very slowly making my way through the series. They keep like they move the whole franchise to a new streaming platform, and I always like find it when it's like last week on Amazon Prime. It's Mission Impossible. I was like, well, I'll find it in the next one. Here's Mission Impossible Two. That was my motivation. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thumbs up, Tom Cruise. Well, since we're doing John Woo movies, Greg, um, 
please. I watched Face Off. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. I watched Face Off, and oh. I know we're doing a whole episode over this one day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Greg, I think, and I'm fairly confident in this. Right. I think that Face Off is the dumbest movie ever made. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's so fucking stupid. I gotta watch it back to back with Con Air, just for like. I, but I love both. I love them genuinely. But like, same. <laughs> but same. I don't. You might be like. <laughs> if you just like explain to a person that's never seen a movie before. And you show them, like, you know, this is what a movie is. Okay, the next one we're going to watch is one where a bunch of prisoners go on an airplane together. <laughs> like, wait, why are all the worst <laughs> criminals being put on the same plane together? This seems weird. Like, just just trust me. It's fun. And then Face Off are like... No one fucking swaps faces in Con Air. But, but <laughs> that's Con Air is grounded by comparison. <laughs> uh, it's in the air. It can't be grounded. But I see um, what you're saying. Like, there's just like this medical procedure where we can swap faces, and it's like, okay. <laughs> well, there's so little resistance to it. Like, it seems like they wanted to do the face swap because he's like, "You people are crazy. Let me interrogate them." And then he interrogates like two people, and he's like, "Tell me where the bomb's gonna go off." And they're like, "No." And he's like, "God damn it! It's impossible. Ah, fuck! Just do it." Just do it, you sick bastards! Like, it takes, like, no obstacles to make him like, go from no way to, I'm gonna fucking do this. It's and They're always touching each other's fucking faces in that movie. Yes! It's just John, John Travolta's little palm, palm to middle finger, like, face swipe <laughs> with his son, with his wife, with everybody... Probably everybody in the movie. Probably everybody on set. Just <laughs> let me rub your nose <laughs> real quick, dude. That's got to be like that's a really good question to pose. Which one is actually dumber? Because it's face off. And I it's feel not like even it's close. I feel like that's recency bias though, because you watch it and you're like, "This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen," but I love it. But then you watch but Con Air. Con Air. Conair never made me ask why didn't his wife notice his penis was different. <laughs> uh, well, you know. What's your point? I talked over you. You can make your Conair point. <sighs> I don't know. I think you're right is a thing. It's like, I, 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 I want you to take a little bit more time to like critically... <laughs> Okay, hold on. Oh, I will. I want Don't you to take with a good time. I want you to take more time to critically think about this, but I do think you're right that Face Off is dumber. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, but I don't. I I feel like Con Air is like somewhere up in the top ten of dumbest movies in terms of like see, especially of like movies we like. It's just wild that two yeah. movies this dumb earn so much of our <laughs> praise. <laughs> I. I can buy Con Air as, like, an extremely camp action movie that knew what it was doing. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. 
Yeah. I can't buy Face Off that way. No. Like, Face Off takes itself so fucking seriously. And Con Air is just like a shit show and it knows it. Face Off is like serious faced the whole time. Yeah, they should have swapped. Face Off thinks it's a masterpiece. <laughs> they should they should have swapped faces with a more self-aware movie. Hey. <laughs> oh, um yeah, Conair I like more than Face Off, uh even though that's kind of like choosing between my two children. Um but, you know, everyone knows mm-hmm. you like one of the kids more, you just don't admit it. And that's Conair. <laughs> 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 Either the boy one or um. the oldest. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm fucking around. These uh, aren't real feelings. What, what you got for us, Greg? What else we got? Uh, speaking of dumb movies, I watched something that, hey, if you guys are paying attention on social media, you saw my review for this on Facebook. I watched Hunger. No, no. Not the one where Michael Fassbender hangs dong and starves himself. Um... <laughs> The opposite of starving himself, actually. Hunger is the Thai film. It is the cooking movie. It is the new 2023 Netflix feature uh, from Thailand. It's just a cooking movie. It is... uh, You can read my review if we want my full thoughts, but um, something I texted Denny basically was like, holy shit, I think they can file for copyright infringement with Whiplash because, oh my god... (laughs) The first half of that movie is Whiplash. Like, it's just Whiplash. <laughs> it's it's just Whiplash. And hand injuries and everything. And I swear to God, like the opening, they do like the opening credits. They like show the main character and everything. And then they play music. And I'm like, this is from the Whiplash soundtrack. Like, I think it's the same song. Either that or it's just like a different drum fill. Remember when he's like working on his double time swing and it's just like yeah, him like hitting the ride cymbal and then like this kind of like string, the strings like build up in the background when he's like practicing. When he's in like the practice room and like his hand is bleeding, he's putting it in the ice pitcher and there's like blood in the water. He's like putting the band-aid around his fingers like the song that's playing in the background of that scene is i think it's the same song as the intro of this movie and then later the main character is like burning her hands to cook the steak it's it's so funny man it's it's like when we did burnt it's equally good and bad and if you like i hated burnt so <laughs> it was just bad there wasn't any good part to me in burnt I th- it is a better movie. I think you would you would think it, it's a better movie, but like the unintentional comedy is what keeps me there. It's, and I think your wife would like it because the shots of food in that movie are they blow burnt out of the water. Like, you look nice. at the food in that movie, you're like, holy shit, I want to eat some of that. Which is you know kind of why I watched it in the first place. <laughs> and then I got uh, absorbed into the. Uh, the whiplash of it all but yeah you can read my review on facebook it's relatively spoiler free but hey every single scene plays out like if you've seen a movie before you know what is going to happen by the end of the scene so right i can't really spoil it for you (laughs) she cooks food um so yeah that's that's hunger (sighs) damn denny your turn 
Um, controversial pick already already started some problems on the Facebook status. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Dodgeball and it fucking blows. Oh <laughs> it's boy, a shit movie. Oh brother. And I this is someone who grew up loving it. I, I can't tell you. Like, I pretty much had the movie memorized. It's been a while since I watched it, but I still, like, knew every line. I grew up watching Dodgeball, man. Like, I, I was crazy about that movie. Um, and uh, it is one of the laziest, most pathetic comedies I have seen in a long time. Um, there are a couple of funny bits. Um, the whole movie just it just feels so phoned in like everything they're doing like they're they're using stock music for the score you know like uh yeah vince vaughn seems like he does not want to be there and i don't know why he was cast in his role anyways i I guess they just saw swingers and thought that's who vince vaughn usually is (laughs) and hadn't seen any of his other stuff they thought he'd be like this cool cocky guy (laughs) not this like schlubby curmudgeon i feel like that's who vince vaughn is the like Mm -hmm. the critical negative guy and everything but kind of a smart ass um but god why does vince vaughn have a career in comedy he's like so not funny like (laughs) what the fuck is that about uh four christmases greg that movie traumatized me i was thinking more like wedding crashers and that kind of thing he 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 plays the fucking the same guy every time it's just like he the character seems like they don't... All of his characters seem like they don't want to be there. Yeah. It's, that's that's all. the bit, I guess. The character doesn't want to be in the movie. When I think of... <laughs> that's, his, that's his method. When I think of him in comedies, I think of the same thing. It's just like... I, I'm the tall guy that thinks this is, that's just over this shit. I'm like, cool, fun. This is really fun. Yeah, I like watching this. Um, this uh, sarcasm, by the way. I, I don't know. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I didn't really love Dodgeball as a teen, as a youth. Mm-hmm. So I I, I saw your take. Than me. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I watched PBS actually, so yes, I was more mature than you. Yes, exactly. I grew up on things like Arthur. I'm a boy of taste. <laughs> you see, <laughs> a boy of taste. <laughs> Mother's fancy little gentleman. <laughs> how'd you how'd you know (laughs) how'd you know that's what i called myself (laughs) now i'm mama's fancy boy um yeah dodgeball dodgeball was not my thing i i i liked that you posted your review on facebook of dodgeball and gave it like what like one and one star one and a half stars one and a half yeah it was yeah. 1.5 for me <laughs> it's just like four reactions 37 comments <laughs> <laughs> i got ratioed <laughs> here we go here we go baby let's dive in for what it's worth um i don't like shit fights so I, I also i don't like to be the like the film buff who shits on everyone's favorite things you know like i really don't like playing that role so I wasn't even going to post my dodgeball review um, because I was like, I don't I'm, like to be that guy. I'm glad you but did. But I was on a three-hour drive, and I needed some entertainment. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start some shit. <laughs> it totally worked. <laughs> you all fell for it. No, that's brilliant, though. Uh, 
What else you been watching, Greg? What else you got on the docket? <sighs> Next movie. Next movie for me is a Netflix movie starring our very good friend Maya Hawk. It is Do Revenge. Came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the Gen Z version of Strangers on a Train mixed with Mean Girls. That's, that's the only way I can. Do- well, Ooh. hold on, hold Ooh, on. With a question Ooh. mark. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Hitchcock is- and Tina Fey. <laughs> the, the <laughs> Two of the greatest auteurs in history. <laughs> the lethal combo. The real one-two punch of Hitchcock and Fey. Um, if only you know their paths had crossed but yeah it's it is a gen z comedy where two girls that never in high school that never would know each other both hate different people and they agree to popularity sabotage each other's nemeses and it's fine it's a lot of fun i was i was enjoying it that's that's all I can really say about it. My wife had a good time with it. I thought it was nice. Thumbs up. It's I'm I, I'm too old. You... I'm too old for it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I laughed a good amount. So, what am I gonna say? How it, uh, how many movies do you have left on your watch list? Um, three. Okay. I have five left, and I feel like we're running a little long. I might do a lightning round of a couple on this one. Is that cool? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm done with Do Revenge. Um, yeah, last thought is I'm too old for it, but I still laughed. And it was funny, my wife being like, oh, my God, it's her from, like, this Disney show from the early 2000s. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I was an adult by then. <laughs> I put aside childish things. All right, uh, lightning round. What you got? Um, these are some current features I saw uh, in theaters. I saw the Super Mario Bros. movie, um, yeah. which is very fun. So much fun, in fact, that Vanessa and I are trying to go see it again. We're trying to find time for another watch. Um, okay. Listen, guys, it's a we kids haven't movie. seen. It. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it, it's not like mind-blowingly amazing it is a really fun family movie um i think they did a really good job of uh of appealing to multiple generations um because there's you know references from throughout the mario franchise sprinkled in the movie um it's a blast uh chris pratt is uh not nearly as bad as everyone thought he would be and they addressed the voice acting thing uh very early in the movie it's addressed so that was all a bunch of Mm. pearl clutching about absolutely nothing um so um i saw dungeons and dragons honor among thieves um wow yeah i i don't have a lot of memories of it um i thought it was fine it's one of those movies where i like enjoyed it but i honestly can't tell you what the plot was now um it was it was a very generic fantasy action adventure movie um and it was fun you know, like, it was a good time. Chris Pine mm. sort of elevated a forgettable movie by just being there and being Chris Pine. Um, it's the kind of thing that doesn't really come out much anymore. Uh, it's it's okay. It's take, okay. I, I wouldn't... Go ahead. T- take everything you said, minus Chris Pine, and you just got my reaction to, a few years ago, the World of Warcraft movie that came out. Nah. Same exact thing. Like... It's I just, sat through that with Colby one time. Was that? Were you there with us? I watched it with Colby. 
It was in theaters. Was it? Oh no, I watched it when the place where you and Colby lived. He watched. He he watched it again. All right. Yeah. All right. He was really excited about it and explained a lot of things to me, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I totally had those questions." I. I totally had questions about this movie, man. Wait a second. No, I I watched it in theaters with him, and I was like, that was better than I thought it would be. I hadn't played World of Warcraft since 2004, I think Mm. is when I played it as a young, very young lad. That's when adults stopped playing it. (laughs) No, that's like, that's when it... People who would go on to do other think, things besides play World of Warcraft quit in 04. <laughs> I think that I thought that's when it came out, 03 or 04 or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. I remember by 06 it had basically ruined my life and alienated me from all my friends. I fucking hate that game. Ru- ruined your life because you didn't play it. Wow. Yes. What a cancer. Anyways, what else did you watch? <laughs> Anyways, Dungeons and Dragons um, sounds like fun. I'll throw one more on in the lightning round. Um, Bo is afraid of current movies. Um, <laughs> oh, Bo, I, I, I'm Bo doing is this afraid lightning of, round because Bo is afraid of current, current movies. movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bo's a film critic. He's seen the the uninspired mess that is Hollywood. Um, no, I just don't want to talk much about this one because it's an art movie. Um, <laughs> I listen, man. I respect it as a piece of art. Um, kind of like Synecdoche, New York. I respect it as a piece of art. I did find this more accessible than Synecdoche. Um, there were times in the movie when I thought I was watching a true masterpiece um, that was just going to be like an all-timer of a movie. Like there, there's there's some true brilliance in it. Um, ultimately, it's a very metaphorical movie about an abusive and narcissistic controlling mother, and I think they do a really good job with that metaphor, or, I don't know, at a certain point, I feel like it's just an allegory. Um, the movie is about an hour too long. It is a really long movie, and, um, man, to ask me to sustain my interest in something that artsy for that long is a big ask all i'm saying a real big ask um for me to give you two and a half hours for something that is that hard to Mm. access there's a lot of buy-in well that's a very big ask but he's been he's a very big ari asker so you know (laughs) um if i but i just remember by the final scenes i remember thinking like this is like really good, but I am so over this movie at this point. <laughs> like, like this is a yeah. good scene. This is a cool way to end the movie. I'm done. I've been done for like 45 fucking minutes. I'm just done with this. You know, like I want to go do something else now. Um, so uh, I don't know. The art crowd will probably <laughs> like it a lot more than me. I'm I'm not a very artsy guy. Um, so yeah, that's my lightning round where I actually just gave my opinions on three movies but didn't give you a chance to talk i didn't go well, that lightning <laughs> i i didn't see any of those three films so i was yeah i was kind of hoping you would cover them but not like really spoil anything and then you covered three extremely different movies mm-hmm. um yeah toad is I went a- from mario bros to <laughs> toad, is afraid. T- toad is afraid in theaters Next <laughs> time. Yeah. um Hate Toad. Why? Well, that little fucker. You just jump on his little mushroom head. It's all good. 
There's a penis joke in there somewhere. I was looking for it too. I'm glad I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Denny, um, I have a couple more things. Okay. The, the first thing, it is a movie that. So, like I said, we moved into a new apartment. Denny and Vanessa actually came over. Yeah, we did. We played Mario Party. Speaking of Mario, uh, we had a very intense round. That was nuts. It was a ton of fun, though. I made tacos, and they kicked ass. But It was a great day. After we were done playing games and eating, we relaxed with a little bit of a movie that I finished later by myself. Yeah, I had to go home like 30 minutes in. <laughs> I, we started watching, and I watched later, Puss in Boots, the animated feature from last year. I can't remember the tagline. It's like the third Puss in Boots movie, but whatever. The most recent one. You guys know what I'm talking about. Pretty fun. Um, people were really high on this one. And I was mm-hmm. just so, so, so extremely distracted by John Mulaney as the gigantic bad guy, baby-headed villain in that movie. And, but it's just like John Mulaney voice. It's just like, oh, you, you, you didn't even try to like play a character. You're just yourself doing stand-up, basically. I don't know. <laughs> it's... It's like the the T.J. Miller and the Jonah Hill eras of voice acting where it's like, this is one of the funniest people alive right now. We have to make him do voice acting. And then they just do the... They have such a distinct voice that it's distracting in yeah, an animated feature. Yeah, I know what feature. you mean. Yeah. It's like, it's not always 100% their fault, but it's just like, God damn, like that's I'm just picturing him in the booth doing this, and it's ruining the experience for me. But Puss in Boots, pretty good. Um, very fun a- animation. A fantastic Antonio Banderas um, performance. I mean, as yeah. always, does he ever miss? Oh, no. Uh, maybe an Uncharted. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was excited for Puss in Boots because people had been so hyped about it. I only watched 30 minutes of it. I didn't really see the appeal. Uh, it was fine. I, I will probably not go back and watch the rest of it. Um, yeah, I, I d- thought it was overhyped. The how you felt about the thir- the first thirty minutes of it is basically how the rest of the movie goes. Okay. But it's good. I, I liked you know the way the story winds up. Like usually with kids movies, just like stuff happens and there's no real clear motivation as to why. It was it was a little mm-hmm. more intentional and clear with like why characters are doing certain things so um i liked it it was it was a much more complete kids movie that i think is definitely leaning more towards like family feature that everyone can kind of Mm -hmm. enjoy i think there was just a couple of things holding you and i back that (laughs) maybe everyone else didn't really it didn't bother everybody as it didn't bother everybody else as much as it did for us so did you hear they're making uh they're making a pirate version where he gets thrown overboard. Mm. It's called Puss in Boots 4 Drowning in Puss. <laughs> Buddy. You had me going in the first half, not gonna lie. I'm pretty proud of that one. Just drowning in the puss. I was uh, I was completely sold. Way to go, way to go, fam! Uh, All right, 
what's next for you? <laughs> um, a movie I saw in theaters, uh, Evil Dead Rise, Greg. Woo, yeah. If, if we cover it, we'll have covered every Evil Dead movie on this podcast. Does this count? Does this count as covering Oh, it? most definitely. I mean, if... We've covered every Evil Dead movie on this podcast. Yeah, oh, whoa, 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 okay. I thought you meant does it count as an Evil Dead movie. But yes, this oh, d- yes. this doesn't count as a full coverage because I didn't okay, even see it mind. yet. So right, no. good point. Um, very very good movie. Um, a lot of really grotesque violence, which is kind of what you nice. go into the movies for with an Evil Dead movie. Um, it was more Evil Dead One than Evil Dead Two, which I don't mind personally. Like, I mean, when you think the Evil Dead franchise, you're thinking like the comedy of the later movies. Um, I fell in love with that shitty ass first movie, man. Like I, I was scared too. Like it scared me. Um, even though, like, I watch it now and it's like totally cheesy, but it scared the fuck out of me when I was just a young twenty three year old. Mm-hmm. I was a full grown adult when that cheesy movie scared me. Um, <laughs> uh, Evil Dead Rise is really fun. Um, it's it's got a cool uh, a cool thematic element a central metaphor of basically being like um hey horror is not going to a cabin in the woods and getting haunted by spooky monsters horror is being raised by a mentally ill and overworked single parent um Mm. and they take it out of the woods and into uh the city it's a real jason takes manhattan situation um nice you got it you beat me there hey Ghostface also recently took Manhattan in Scream 6. Um, we've got lots lots of people taking Manhattan. And it's very in vogue right now. <laughs> but is anybody taking Vancouver? I don't know. Just Jason. Hey, Jason. Jason was a real trailblazer in that sense. He took Vancouver. No one else took it back from him. He still has Vancouver. In fact, Un- he still has it. Unclaimed territory. Really? He's the reigning and defending Vancouver holder. Uh, <laughs> he took it. No one's been able to find it since 1993. You can't wrestle it from him. <laughs> um, but it's a good movie. I thought the uh, the family drama was very well done. Um, it's certainly it's a base it's a base hit of a movie you know like it, it yeah. gets you on base it's it's fine it's probably not something you're gonna like leave the theater and think about later um but a very fun movie and it made me realize how okay i am with evil dead just being rebooted and legacy sequeled until eternity because i love that franchise and i was like yeah they can just keep doing this normally it pisses me off but this is fine i'm enjoying yeah. it like two things first of all a home base movie or a yeah a single a single hit would you call it base hit a base hit yeah a base hit movie is a concept you brought up like episode three and we mm-hmm. haven't we have not brought it up since like around that time so you're you said that again i was like i've heard this before oh shit that was us like two two years ago <laughs> like yeah. oh my god well, they- I think what got me thinking about it again is in uh, the half in the bag on on Evil Dead Rise. They talk about how like movies like this haven't existed for like a decade, uh, <laughs> where they they didn't make a huge budget movie but um, still put like studio money into it. it it's yeah there's, yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming back. I mean, like Dungeons and Dragons is also that. Um, the like they're not these million dollar amazing ass big things like they're just 
solid movies that are meant to make a little bit of money, you know, like get a little bit of ROI and and get out of here. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I, I like seeing this come back, you know, because I'm like Uncle Buck is a base hit. Mighty Ducks is a base hit. You know, yeah. like those yeah. those are Mighty Ducks is a double. Um but <laughs> <laughs> um I, I like that kind of movie, man. I, I think I think there's no shame in just being a fun 90 minutes and not having anything else to offer. That's a perfectly fine outing, if you ask me. Hell yeah. And, and it's just like, that's where we are now. It's 2023. All of your base hits are going to be the legacy sequels that are like not trying to be like, it sounds, uh, how, how long was that movie? I have like five thoughts. Oh, I don't know. I have like five thoughts that I started. But yeah, when I think of like a legacy sequel that tries too hard and goes too big budget, I think of like the new Jurassic World movies where it's like, it's two and a half hours long, like minimum two hours, 20, two this hours. This is uh, an hour and 36. So pretty close I to a tight 90. I fucking knew it. The way you yeah! described it, the way you described it, I was like, there's no way, because I have not looked into this movie at all. I was like, there's no way this movie is longer than an hour 40. The mm-hmm. legacy sequel that tries way too hard is stuff like Jurassic World that has to be two hours 20 minimum. We have to use original actors and their introduction and their exit have to be something where we like try really hard to like pull at your heartstrings either with like nostalgia or just like saying goodbye to your old friend from the movie that came out 30 years ago. Ooh, rough. Jurassic Park came out 30 years ago. Anyways, Ooh, I don't need to hear these things, but go on. <laughs> it's just like base hits nowadays are the legacy sequels that are just like, no, sequels can still just be like, we have the same title. Maybe there's some of the same characters, but we're just trying to kind of capture the same spirit, but with a more modern like set of themes. And where it's not trying to be overly long or like, massive fat fucking air quotes here epic it's just like it doesn't have to be like a generation defining film no based on like this thing that's existed for a while just because it's existed for a while doesn't mean it's like completely beloved and again to further the comparison jurassic park is a beloved film i love that movie Mm-hmm. The original sequels to that movie were exactly these kind of movies. It was just like they have the same title, some of the same characters, 90-ish minutes long. We're in, we're out. We didn't try to make it something more than it actually was. Mm-hmm. I like movies like Evil Dead Rise based on what I'm hearing from you because it's just like getting back to that kind of formula where it's like it's a sequel to or like a real or either a direct or like a spiritual sequel to a franchise that you know and love but we're not trying to make it like a this generation's evil dead movie no it's just like it's just a new one it's another one like we made this we made this one now and we're not here to waste your time and like make it seem more important than it is either by budget or tone what have you it makes me really happy to hear you say all that, though. I had yeah. <laughs> apparently I had a it lot makes, to get off my chest. It makes me happy to hear you say that because it explained like something I hadn't put words to in myself. You know, like I'm like I think I've like 
felt what you're feeling, but I just haven't fleshed out the thoughts around it. And that was that was very good perspective. And thank you. I, I think you'll like Evil Dead Rise. I, I think you and Leah will both like it. Um, you ain't got to rush out to the theaters and see it or anything. Like it'll be good on streaming. Um, but yeah. it's, it's a good movie. I think you guys are gonna like it. I think like it was pretty recently. Like that's why I drew the comparison to Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I watched Jurassic Park three. Like within the last few months, and I was like, "Oh, this is just kind of solid sequel with like a couple of the same characters from the first one," mm-hmm. and that was it. Like it just brought us back to an island of dinosaurs, and that's all it really had to do. It was short. It had some of the same guys, and it was in, it was out, and that's all it needed to be. And just like. Like, I watched it, I was like, they don't make sequels like this anymore, like, at all. Everything's way too self-serious and, like, Mm -hmm. delusions of grandeur. Like, we're just going to, we're going to make the next big, this one is going to be just as important as the first Jurassic Park. Like, it's never going to be. And it doesn't... Stop fucking playing. Here's the thing, it doesn't have to be. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's, that's encouraging. If they ever do Hell make yeah. another Jason movie, I really hope, like, another aside from the Taking Manhattan discussion, like, if they ever make another <laughs> Friday the 13th or Jason movie, I hope it's, you know, 95 minutes long to 105 minutes long, takes place at some kind of camp, just has some kids and just does some shit and then moves on, gets out of the way, doesn't try to have you know jason team up with freddy and all the different versions of jason and fucking jason x and you know all this shit it can just be its own whatever well that's that's enough on legacy sequels i think but that's gonna be a hard cut (laughs) yeah uh i I do want to talk about the legacy what what Greg said such horrible things about the Jurassic Park franchise that we decided they had to be cut. Um, we couldn't let your innocent ears hear what Greg had to say about Jurassic World 2. Um, it was pretty grotesque even for us. Um, and for some reason, he talked about Israel a lot in it, and oh we don't God. really like to take stances like that. <laughs> oh, no, no. This is Deddy taking big dinosaur steps all over my seamless edit and fucking ruining it ruining it 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 wasn't gonna be seamless we didn't even know where we left off yeah i i I made a very uneducated guess anyways we're done talking about evil (laughs) evil dead rises we're gonna talk about uh i was gonna say speaking of legacies i was trying to say speaking of legacies there's a legendary director now this is me and the next movie i'm going to talk about kind of diving into the next theme we're going to be covering I got Mm -hmm. on my Korean cinema kick, and I could not get off. I watched a movie from our good friend Bong Joon-ho, The Host. Oh, dude! Yeah. That one slaps! Hell yeah, dude. Our guy Bong Joon-ho, he made a freaking monster movie. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Goddamn now, auteur. I feel like I've seen the poster for the host for like 15 years. 
Like, I've known about its existence. And then it, like, it got added onto HBO Max, like, at the beginning of April, I want to say. And I looked at it, I was just like, oh, shit, Bong Joon-ho made this. I think I saw this because Blank Check, the other podcast, movie podcast that I like, that I listen to, they focus on directors, and they had, like, a bracket over, like, which uh, director they're going to cover. And one of the finalists was Bong Joon-ho. So I was, like, going through his movies, like, okay, if Bong Joon-ho wins and they cover all of his movies, what haven't I seen? And I was like, oh, the host was from him? And I was like, this is on HBO Max as of, like, this week. I'm going to go watch it. I had a thoroughly good time. That movie's so good. It's one of the best monster movies ever made, if not the best. Like, it's so fucking good. It came out, what, maybe the same year as Cloverfield. And I would say, like, it. the one thing it suffers from is late aughts CGI. That's probably the main thing. But there's some shots where it's, like, barely even noticeable. And the story itself just works so well. And his directing are just so... It's just so immersive that... God damn, dude. What a, what a picture. That's all I gotta say. I'll what stamp it. Official stamp of what a picture. Dude, I need to give that one a rewatch. I've only seen it once. Um, and I, as I'm, I'm like, remembering it now, I'm like, I wish I remembered more details. You know, like, it's so... I remember it was really fucking good, man. It was a great movie. Yeah, I, I was honestly surprised. Well, like, I wasn't surprised because I know how good of a director he is, but... Mm-hmm. And, like, the cast, especially. Um... Uh, Song Kang-ho, who was the dad in Parasite, he is going to be in uh, our episode of Memories of Murder later on in this series as well. Um, Damn. Everyone just delivered. (laughs) It's just like, this is, it's, it's a thing he does, I think I talked about it recently too on a different movie, it's just like his blending of tones and different uh, genres just works so well like no mm-hmm. one can really do it like he can't so yeah huge Dude's fan a legend the host is a lot of fun but also very like immersive and dramatic so cool what a picture what a picture um so i've been saving my two two heavy hitters to close on uh and i'm about to i'm about to unleash one of them um i saw renfield twice yeah i went to the theaters two times to see it twice okay twice twice um i have an alamo season pass a friend was going for his birthday i'd already seen it but guess what it's free to go again so i went again (laughs) um man the corporeal deity currently embodying the vessel of the actor known as Nicolas cage no one no actor living or dead could have honored Bela Lugosi's Dracula quite like Nicolas Cage did. He was fantastic at paying homage. This is a legacy sequel to a movie made in 1931. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. They did a legacy sequel to one of the first movies ever made. <laughs> to one of the original talkies. <laughs> they did a legacy sequel to it. And... They nailed it. Um, they nailed it. It's really good. 
Um, it's a really, really fun movie. Um, it's not perfect. There's some things that could be better. Um, it was basically like an R-rated What We Do in the Shadows episode. Okay. Yeah, lots of gore and violence. Um, other than that, pretty fun. Uh, ben Schwartz is in it. Um, okay, why am I pretending I'm going to talk about Nicholas Holt and Aquafina? Nick Cage is playing Count Dracula, people. Okay, mm. Nicholas, this is a red alert. Send all cars. Nicholas Cage is Count Dracula. That's what I have to say about Renfield. Oh my God, Nick Cage is great. He's so fucking good. It's one. It's some of his best work. It's really good. I remember. I think there was a there was a picture that went around. I think it was soon after Mandy had come out or something like that. There was like the picture of him in like a, I can't remember if it was like a red suit, but he was in like full Dracula makeup. I, I know and, the picture. Mandy's wrong on the timeline, but I know the picture. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, it must've been like way after, but it was just like a picture of him, like clearly like paparazzi shot from like, they're not shooting or anything. It's just like Nicholas Cage dressed as Dracula, like walking down the sidewalk and just like surrounded by like um, set set employees and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You're just like, what the fuck are they making? Like, is this is this going to be like a a drama? Is he like? It, it just was assumed that it was some kind of over dramatic Dracula thing. Mm -hmm. And then the trailer for Renfield came out, which, by the way, I think I've seen now about six million times. Yeah, dude, it's so, all over my YouTube commercials. Like, we got it. I know, I know it's coming out, but yeah, I still haven't seen it. We have, like I said, we've been moving. We have not been to the theaters since Knock at the Cabin. Holy shit, we're busy. Massive yikes. Uh-oh. Rut row. Um, I would love to go back to the movie theater. Hopefully to the watch this, but yeah, it was just like, what is Nicolas Cage doing as Dracula? What the hell is this movie going to be? And it's, it's, it, I don't know. It was just so funny to see that it was a full on comedy and I didn't realize how like connected to OG Dracula it was going to be. Yes. It's so fucking awesome. Um, very much an Evil Dead style horror comedy. Uh, really good. Some fun things about narcissistic relationships and uh, the online response. I, I'm definitely higher on it than most people are. Uh, I assume that that's because I'm a homer for horror comedy, Nicolas Cage and Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Um, but I don't care. I'm sure I'm biased. <laughs> I'm like positive <laughs> of it. <laughs> you got to wear that bias on your sleeve, brother. Yep. Not going to lie. Um. Yeah, the last movie I watched, if you're if we're done with Renfield, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last movie I watched. Um. Well, first of all, next week we are covering the movie Burning. I watched that movie twice, and I'm going to watch it one more time in preparation for our episode because the hiatus kept going, and I love that movie so. I wanted to watch a movie from the same director to see kind of what uh, his his body of work his body of work kind of looked like, and I watched a movie called Secret Sunshine from 2007, uh, also featuring Song Kang Ho, dad from Parasite. So I had a little Song Kang Ho double feature. It's so you've seen the host, you know what he looks like in there. Mm -hmm. Man, Song Kang Ho is a fucking chameleon, dude. Like, these movies came out one year apart, and it's like, 
I had to double check that it was the same guy because he plays such extremely different characters in these movies. Um, it's unreal. Anyway, Secret Secret Sunshine is... Um, it'll make more sense when you watch Burning, but... Equally... It's very, very similar in tone equally cold in certain manners um i don't know really how to describe it without spoiling it and burning i guess but yeah basically a mom uh is widowed her husband dies in a car accident we don't see any of that but what we do see is her and their son moving to the father's hometown to kind of start a new life and Things don't go super great, and that's all I'll say about Secret Sunshine. Um, it's, it's an incredibly film, equally as engaging as Burning, and man, uh, I, ca I can't wait to talk about Korean cinema next week. Basically, like I can't really Sweet. talk about it too much, but yeah, Song Kang Ho, I, I think, is underappreciated for us as Americans as like a fantastic actor. Um, this is another one of his that just like jumps off the page is like damn like <laughs> the cinema of 2007 god damn Song Kang Ho is a great actor 2007 was a great year for movies and I'm glad to have finally gotten around to another one of the greats so Lee Cheng Dong incredible director can't wait to see more of his movies um this is just another one in the pantheon of a good filmmaker. So that's all I have for that one because Sweet. you can't really talk about it because you've never heard of it. I'm guessing. Nope. Nope. Didn't never heard so. of it. <sighs> I had a good. I had a good time watching movies. You were so. you were going through quite a phase, buddy. Quite a phase right now. I am living the theme, brother. Yeah. I am on a Korean cinema kick, and I cannot wait to talk about it more with you. You gotta um, live the gimmick. That's right. You watch anything else? Yeah, I meant to only have one more, but I have two more, but one of them is not a heavy hitter, so I'm just gonna say it real quick. Um, I watched Peter Pan and Wendy on Disney+. Plus. It was okay. That's my review. Um, uh, <laughs> we, we keep seeing the trailer for that one, and I'm just... I keep telling my wife, like, I think they filmed it wrong. <laughs> it has this live-action Disney feel. Like, they all have this feel to them. Like, it just it feels like they shot it wrong like like no that's not the lens you're supposed to use no you're supposed to be like further away from the yeah, just like they they filmed it wrong i don't know how to say i don't know how else to say it i only watched the trails and i'm like i'm completely turned off from this i don't need a live action peter pan at all we have like 12 of them now i only need yeah. hook i'm good thanks yeah yeah you're never going to do better than Hook. I will say this was better than most Peter Pan adaptations. Um, also, most of them suck a lot. So <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> but did, okay. it keep, did it keep the spirit of the racist themes? That's what I want to know. Um, Tiger Lily is there. Mm. There's actually a whole lot of really intentional diversity. Like some of the lost boys are black women I'm, I'm sorry man but like I, I i appreciate what you're trying to say but just 
the idea of like, was it racist? There was intentional diversity. It's yeah. Like, it's like, no, it was screaming racist, but <laughs> we'll, call it, inten- how, we'll call it intentionally. They knew how racist di- Peter Pan was. <laughs> they, we'll they, call they, it they... intentionally diverse to avoid calling it truly racist. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. I didn't watch it. What would I, it just no, was a funny Honestly, funny they, they, they do not touch the natives at all, other than, like, Tiger Lily is there, and we all already know who Tiger Lily is, and we don't give her any sort of context. She's just a character who is there um, and is not doing stereotypical uh, white interpretations of native dances. Um, so, But uh, okay. they... they 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 knew they had to tread carefully with Tiger Lily, uh, and uh, I think they did. She, like, actually speaks, um, I don't know, what I assume is some native language. I, I don't know shit about Native American culture. I don't know shit. Oh, um, you sound like I a producer at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my real closer, since we opened it, how do you know we're back? I'll tell you how you know we're back. I watched Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, I thought you were going to say John Wick 4. <laughs> oh, no. I do want to see uh, that, but... I'm thinking I'm two, back. Two and a half hours is a long time to sit in a theater for any reason. Dude, that was two hours 50. Yeah, that's going to be a wait till streaming. I don't know. I like the first John Wick. I'll find two, a way to watch really it in two parts. Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't... I like two really a lot. give a shit. I got issues with two. Ian McShane has just taken all the mystery out of it every time he's on screen. I don't know. I only Keanu like the John. Talking. <laughs> I <laughs> only like John Wick dialogue. movies. Yeah, come on. I only like John Wick movies with Dallas Mavericks in them. So Fair. three, it is for me. Fair. It's chapter three. Um, how how was the movie you said that I forgot? <laughs> M- Muppet, Muppet Treasure, Treasure Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was. It's phenomenal, of course. This is another one that's absolutely getting phenomenal. Its episode one day. Phenomenal. No, Muppet Treasure Island is is a comfort movie for me. I can watch it pretty much any time. Vanessa and I like to fist pump to the opening song of "Shiver My Timber, Shiver My Soul." Um, Hell yeah. Bump. Blind Pierre is still terrifying. Billy Bones, <laughs> I know it's you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim Curry is a treat. Um, they clearly wanted Jonathan Taylor Thomas and got the wish version for Jim Hawkins. That kid is bad. <laughs> uh, other than that, dude, Muppet Treasure Island is the tits. It, it is just chocolate covered titties, man. I love Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> Oh, chocolate Cabin cover. fever, ha! Huh? Oh my god. Incredible. All right. You've seen it, right? You've seen Muppet Treasure Island. It's been a long time, dude. We're going to have to cover it as soon as I possible. Think, I think it needs to be on the podcast. I do too. You know what? I'm not going to go further into it because we've got to cover it. We're going to do a full episode for Muppet Treasure Island. Universe, just <sighs> know that I've watched it recently and that's almost always true. Well, it doesn't really fit the Korean cinema kick theme, so we can't really throw the pole in that way. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the pole for people who hate Korean cinema and are not on a kick. <laughs> well, people that hate Korean cinema can uh, fuck off and stop listening to this podcast. So. Yeah, fuck you for like a month. You can come back after that. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> 
like burning memories of murder muppet treasure island yeah <laughs> we got them we got the people we pissed off with korean cinema back all the north koreans are back greg all of our north korean <laughs> listeners <laughs> If there's one thing about, I know about North Korea, they love Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, Why do they? It's a hit over there. Uh, I would absolutely yeah. believe it if I found out that one of their several dictators was like, it was his thing and he mandated that people watched it. I would absolutely believe that. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I could buy it for something like Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. That would make me endlessly happy. Well, Greg... It's about mm. my bedtime. I'm not the young man I once was in the movies for when. I go to bed sure at like are. 10 o'clock now. Ugh. Can you believe we used there. to do this until like 1 a.m. regularly? No. No. Sure <laughs> don't, can't. I don't, that was a different me, man. I'm not the same guy anymore. <laughs> we're in our 30s now. This was, uh, that was a while back. We were always in our 30s on this podcast. One of us has been medicated since then. Yes, um, I've calmed down a lot. <laughs> hell yeah. I don't stay up yelling about 9-11 to the wee hours of the nights anymore. What a shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the cost of wellness, Greg. We always lose something when we medicate. <laughs> That's right. People like me less now that I don't do that. Can you believe <laughs> Kidding. Everyone likes me more. <laughs> Well, maybe not everybody. Kidding, True. kidding. Bin Laden misses it. <laughs> Anyways. He's been compromised to a permanent end. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. His takes have been compromised to a permanent end. Anyways. Enough about the cinema. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> I'm, yeah, those are the jokes I'm making. I yeah, think it's, I'm tired, I think it's bedtime. All right, so folks, thank you for joining in. That's all the stuff we've been watching while we took a break. Um, if you want to tune in next week, Movies for Win, you're on a Korean cinema kick, is starting up next week. And folks, I've said it once, I've said it a million times, watch Burning first. Just watch the fucking movie. Go in blind. It's a good movie. Trust me, you'll like it. It's on Peacock. Just watch it. Shut up and watch it. Denny, please watch it. I don't need to tell you. You're gonna you have to watch it. So. I do. I'm telling the people to please just get around to it. And then listen to our episode. We're gonna be back. Ah, your favorite Friday podcast is gonna be back. We're yeah, baby. we're back. Yeah, baby. We're thinking we're back. Fever. <sighs> well, Denny, what's the best movie for when you took a hiatus? <laughs> oh shit. What a what a pick. Um Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yeah, we're gonna go with Won't You Be My Neighbor. That's the pick. Best movie. Uh I legit think I gave that a five star. Uh, and that's the only one I would give five stars to that we've talked about yeah. today. Now, audience, if you're taking a hiatus from your podcast, we recommend watching "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Yes, but also I, watch the also watch the host. So I like the idea that our audience is made up of of only podcasters. Everyone mm -hmm. that listens has their own podcast. <laughs> it's like fine. Everyone's just like, "Oh, we're taking a break too." What do we watch? Denny, Greg, help. <laughs> Maybe that's why they relate to us because we have a podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason they're here. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks everybody i'm 
personally very glad that Denny and I did not forget how to do a podcast. But Denny, the only thing I'm worried about, the only thing I'm wondering, did we forget how to do a catchphrase? Oh, I don't think I did, Greg. In fact, I think... For Greg Work, the Legwork Johnson, I'm Denny the Talent Taylor, and this has been Movies for When? We already told you when, but you know what we didn't tell you? What's my cage again? I'm a policeman. See my badge?